0: Good morning, as we begin another week in the Word of God, uh, right where we should be. We left off yesterday uh, in God's house, hearing God's Word, hearing it read, hearing it preached, receiving the Lord's Supper. Uh, for us in particular as St. Paul's, we got to uh, live out our life as a congregation as we together, banded together at a voters meeting, uh, extended a call to our, our SP and vicar, uh, vicar Larry, uh, passed the budget, uh, looked and celebrated the, the past year where God had blessed us and uh, through our gifts and, and through our work uh, coming out ahead uh, again that year and now looking forward to a new year and challenging ourselves again, uh, uh, not because we're so great, because we could do that, because God has promised to be with us and he is faithful and he's, and he's called us to trust him one day at a time. And uh, that's setting our best goal for the, for the upcoming year, not knowing for sure what's going to happen, but yet knowing uh, something we do know for sure, and that, that, that is that God is going to be with us. Uh, and that's the beauty of being in God's Word like we are in Scripture. Look at the example here in Joshua of God being with his people. And as he promised long ago, made that promise, that was not a, that is not a flippant promise. That was not just, a, oh, I promise you this kind of thing. No. Well, when God makes a promise, it's as good as in the books. And now it's in the books for them. They're inheriting the land. They're getting the land that God promised he would give to them all the way back to the time of Abraham Um, And the line of the Messiah that was promised back to Adam and Eve, which we read about in Genesis 3 after the fall, God is carrying that out now through Abraham's family and through his line, and we get to read about all these wonderful details. And again, as you read the details here, so we're in Joshua chapter 13 on this Monday morning back in the Word of God. And we read more about the land that God is bringing them to. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. This is the land, the promised land that they looked forward to. This is the land that after, as they left uh, Egypt... Um, or even before that time, they looked forward to go to, but especially after leaving Egypt, thinking that all is lost after after years and years and years of slavery in Egypt, thinking this is all going to be done. This is going to be gone. Um, and yet here it is. God is being faithful to his promise through all the enemies that they had to go through, through this wilderness that they, get, that they go through, through all of their unfaithfulness, their grumbling, their um, not being faithful to God yet, God is always faithful to them, and now they come into the land. So as you get as you get into chapter 13, you're going to read about all those territories. Um, so here's one thing I'll give to you. Someone had mentioned on Facebook they'd love a map of this area. Now I found a map of that area that shows where all the 12 tribes were settled. Um, it doesn't give uh, as many names as what you find out here of all the all the countries that they drove out of there. But if you would like a copy of that, please let me know. Text me or email me or give me a message in um, in Facebook, and I'd be more than happy to email that to you, and you can get a chance to see. that. I think that's kind of kind of cool to place it into the uh, the world and the geography of today. But here, as we get into this, a couple of notes. So a lot a lot of details about the the countries that. Uh, and peoples that God allowed them to defeat, and now to take their land. And here's the more, more important part. In um, in verse uh, verse seven, he says, "Now therefore, divide this land for an inheritance." And remember, inheritance is crucial here. Inheritance means you receive something that you did not work for. In other words, it's grace. It's a blessing for being a part of the family. Now, flip that around with God. You and I, what do we inherit? We inherit heaven. Why? Because it's a gift to us from our heavenly Father. Do we do anything for it? No. We are saved by grace through faith as a gift from God. That just drives that that lesson home. Uh, And God reminded them again and again uh, that he he had given that to to them. going to pick that up a little bit later. Um, So notice, uh, also notice something too, and this emphasizes grace again too. Notice that it says in verse 8, it says, with the other half of the tribe of Manasseh, uh, the Reubenites and the Gadites receiving their inheritance, which Moses gave them. Now, when you look back on that, uh, uh, the the tribes that God gave an inheritance to, he gave a double inheritance to Joseph. He gave an inheritance to both of his uh, oldest sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Notice that Joseph's name isn't uh, isn't mentioned there. Um, but but here's here's why that is because Israel, the one the father of all of these tribes, uh, the one who brought them in, uh, thought he would never see his son Joseph again. But he did, and not only did he give an inheritance to Joseph, he gave a double portion to Joseph because of the role that Joseph played. Remember, as he gets sold into slavery and he comes to rise up in power. He's the one that literally saved his father and his brothers by bringing them to Egypt so that they didn't die during the famine. Um, and so as a sign of, of his thankfulness to God and uh, the special role that Joseph did play, Joseph gets an inheritance through both of his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Now, the interesting thing is that Ephraim and Manasseh are born to an Egyptian mother. It was one of the women that that Joseph was given uh, by uh, by Pharaoh, Uh, because of what he did there. And when Joseph, when he had those two children, he named the one Ephraim, which means fruitful, because he said, God allowed me to be fruitful even after being sold into slavery, and Manasseh, which means forget. In other words, God helped him forget all the affliction he had gone through by blessing to his two sons. Now, one more twist to that, too. When when, uh, Israel came to bless his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh, even though the one was older than the other, he flipped around the blessing. He gave the greater blessing to the younger one. Um, and, and just like God, who in his grace does things his own way, Jesus said, the first will be last and the last will be first. God always does things in his own way. And we thank God for that because the way this world does things is not always good. But yet the way God does them. He always does it in a great way. Joseph is, is almost the youngest son, too. And look at the prominent role that Joseph played. David was a youngest son. It continues to go on like that. And God works in that way, which gives us hope that God doesn't view things the way that we do. He doesn't do things the way we do on this earth. He does them in a better way, in a greater way, and in his way, which is, uh, which is always good for us. And so that's important to know that Ephraim and Manasseh both receive uh, um, some land, because as you read in verse 14, the tribe of Levi, one of the other sons of Israel, doesn't inherit any land because his inheritance is to be the uh, the priests and to carry on that role. In verse uh, verse 14, it says, "For they had the offerings by fire to the Lord God of Israel was their inheritance." And he emphasizes again in verse 33 with the tribe of Levi again, their inheritance is not land. but but their inheritance is the blessing to be uh, the ones who are the priests who carry on the work of the Lord uh, right there uh, in front of God's people. So just a couple of interesting notes, um, really consistent, obviously, with the rest of Scripture on how the grace and the mercy of God works, and a wonderful opportunity to see how how precious everyone is in the sight of God. God bless you as you read.